0: Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the sorrows, the triumphs, the fun of being a dad. And man, today I'm super, super excited because I have my boy Julian Gibson from Rethinking Rich Academy joining me, but we're going to get to that and his new face of finance right after this message from the Speak Fire family. Ignite the fire within you every week with the Speak Fire family. We have amassed an incredible lineup of motivational speakers, professionals, authors who are invested in helping you get the most out of your life. Leaders, check out Michael Gingras with Leadership Fire. Students, check out Bobby Berg with Student Fire. You young men, check out Sean B with Young Fire. You ladies that are looking to be the very best, check out Aisha Thomas with Internal Fire and Cornelius Dunlap with Champion Fire, taking the lessons learned from being an MVP athlete to the next level in your life. And of course, check out me, Jody Cedric, with Father's Fire, where we explore the joys and the challenges of fatherhood. Join us every Monday, 4 a.m., right here with the Speak Fire family. Alright guys, good morning and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. I'm telling you, I've been super, super jacked for this interview. I've brought to you the new face, I'm telling you, the new face of finance, Julian Gibson of Rethinking Rich Academy. Welcome, welcome and good morning to you, my
1: brother. Good morning, good morning. Happy to be here, you know. The show is really, you know, ringing bells. I'm hearing a lot of good things I here. So, you know, Jody gave me the call. I said, hey, the new face of finance, get used to it. Get used to, to it. it
0: yeah, no, and I love it. You can call this the boss talk version of Father's Fire because we're going to talk about getting your kids excited and fueling their interests, especially if they already have it, in entrepreneurship. So let's talk about you as – obviously, let's step back and let's talk about Rethinking Rich Academy, what you're trying to do, what your goal is, and then let's talk about entrepreneurship
1: with kids. Okay. All right, so, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, my name is Jay Gibson. I'm the CEO and founder of Rethink Rich Academy. Um, You can go to rethinkrichacademy.com. What we focus on is bringing everyday – you know, methods, information, and training to the masses that that's focused on getting you to rethink how you traditionally go about your your financial uh, uh, life. So, if whether it's trying to save to get a house, whether it's trying to invest and build your retirement account, whether you're talking about insurance, um, you know, those are things and 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 all all kind of other platforms and other methods of building a financial nest egg so to speak we bring it to the everyday person so you know for the blue collar people for the college people for the people who may feel like they don't make the type of income to invest there's been like this myth about investing in financial literacy that's only the special people or only the rich people can get into it but nobody realizes well how did they get rich right? And um, very few people inherit a bunch of wealth in America. Most people build it either through real estate or starting a business or just, you know, having financial literacy. So that was my goal. Um, You know, coming from an educational background, being that this is Father's Fire, just letting you know, my father was a professor, Dr. Stephen Gibson. Um, You know, he passed about five, six years ago. And he taught at both HBC uh, HBCU, which is Morgan State University, for about 40 years, but also taught at Johns Hopkins. Um, and his, his main um, area of study was statistics and uh, mathematics, but he always supported independent businesses and entrepreneurship. So that's something I just come from a long line of educators, different people in different parts of my family, and you know, it just passed down to me to help when you have knowledge or you have expertise, to pass that on to the next person, and I try to help as many people as we can. So that's the story behind Rethink Rich Academy. Hit hit up rethinkrichacademy.com. .com. .com. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because
0: as I've been thinking about this interview and us getting together for this chat, as a kid, I was naturally an entrepreneur. My dad was straight up, he's like, guys, if you want something, because we were a Navy family, right? My dad was an E3, E4. We didn't have a lot of cash. And I'll never forget, My we wanted really desperately to go to Disney World as kids. And we lived in Pensacola. And my right. dad's like, look, guys, I just don't make the money to do that. But if you want to work together and save your pennies, we will go and earn the money to go as a family to Disney World. So, We actually did this twice. And what we did, we did a couple things. The first thing that was really cool back in the day, you could actually go to Krispy Kreme Donuts and you could buy a hundred dozen for 60 cents. And so we would buy you know six, you know, a hundred dozen at 60 cents. My dad forked over the first amount of money. I think it was $37.30 to buy all of them, right? And then we would go and we would Saturday morning go door to door knocking on the door, hot fresh donuts for a dollar twenty-five. And and I love because my dad said, Look, we could sell them for a buck, that'll be easy, but we're gonna make them for a buck twenty-five. And I'm like, why do you want a buck twenty-five? He goes, You'll see. I mean, he did he didn't tell me why, he said you'll see. So we would go and we'd have we'd be carrying our two dozen boxes of donuts. And, you know, we're waking people up at 7, 8 in the morning. I'm sure they're just like, ah. Oh. But, but we got these cute little 9 and 10-year-old kids and said, hey, we have some hot, fresh donuts for you. You know, and they'd go and they'd be, you know, sleepy-eyed in their robes and stuff. And they were like, man, I got to go scrounge for that buck 25. So finding that quarter sometimes was hard, so they would just throw down two bucks. And so my dad nice. was teaching us a way to price our product. And I just, I love that experience with my dad. And you know, some days we fo- sold them like in an hour, two hours. Other days, oh gosh, it was like, everything you could do to sell that last box of donuts. <laughs>
1: so Yeah, so- man, that's a great story. That's a great story.
0: So were you an entrepreneur as a kid? Were you always interested
1: in money? Well, you know, like I said, I've, um, you know, I had different things. Back in my day, we had a paper route. Um, you know, I started with that and, um, you know, I lived when I lived with my mom, we, uh, we lived in this, uh, apartment complex that was kind of like, uh, it was right by a night, it was called Silver Lakes Park, it's in Staten Island, New York. And it what there was no nearby stores. So it was a great per- place to, um, you know, for people that you know they didn't want to get up to go get the newspaper, right? Because they they would have to physically get in their car and you know go probably half a mile or a mile down the road. So one day, um, the paper in Staten Island it's called the Staten Island Advance, and um, it was a it was like an older guy who had the paper route, and I guess he got tired of it or whatever happened, and um, somehow I I was able to like talk to him and say hey. You know, I'd be willing to take that over. Um, And then next thing you know, a guy came over to the house. He showed us the, um, you know, the breakdown of how you get the papers and collect them and put them together. And then you collect all the money. And then, you know, they come and pick up the money. I think like it was like once a week or every other week or something like that. So I started off with a paper route. I took my mom's laundry basket. Um, You know, the old school ones that had the wheels on them. the, (laughs) The square one. And I would get the papers, man, and that's the first time I really learned about hard work because on a Sunday morning, 5 in the morning, (laughs) a kid is like, maybe I might have been 9, you know what I mean? (laughs) You don't want to get up. But, you know, once you commit to something, you know, that's just the way my parents were. They're like, listen, if you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. So going to -to door-to-door, dropping the papers off, but it was good because everybody was in that proximity. I didn't have to physically, like some people had to go ride their bicycle around the neighborhood. I might have had 50 customers that were right in that one block radius. So that was my first uh, venture in entrepreneurship. Um, And then it was other things as well, like as I got into middle school, um, you know, whether selling candy or just doing little different things that, you know, could generate some money. Maybe some of them worked, some of them didn't. You know, we had um, back in the day, we had the basketball cards. So let's say if you got a Michael Jordan card, you wanted to trade somebody for um, a Charles Barkley or something like that, then you make a few bucks like that. But, you know, just little things along the way. Um, But those principles were taught to me early that, hey, if you want something, you have to go work for it or find a way to take what you have and stretch it a little further. So, you know, one of the things
0: that that I think about is as a dad – Um, You know, how do you teach your kids, uh, you know, good financial responsibility? You know, how would you recommend that a parent say, look, how do I teach them to save and how should I save? Should I break it up? You know, what
1: are some tips you might have to help a dad do that? Um, Well, I would say the the best uh, thing is to lead by example. Um, often as kids, they, uh, we see our parents as kind of like superheroes in the beginning. And, um, you know, especially when you come from humble beginnings, it's almost like you don't know you're poor until you go to your friend's house, right? And they, they got, you know, all the nice new toys. You're like, oh, I want it. Back in the day, we had the Nintendos and stuff. And like, how come I got the old Atari and they got to do this, you know? So, um, leading by example would be first, I would say that, and teaching your children the value of money. I think the best thing for children to learn is that, hey, I have to physically work or whichever, whatever way mom or dad works, they work every day for a living. And that work translates into the money that takes care of everything in that household. So when, you know, a lot of times I would talk to my dad about this, you know, as an adult that I wish as a child, we would have sat down and like, hey, here, here's the mortgage. This is how you pay it. Here's, um, you know, you want to go to college or you want to do this? I'm saving this for you along the way. Now, he was doing those things behind the scenes. But sometimes you're a little bit guarded as parents to say, oh, that's, you know, they're in the grown folks business, quote unquote. But teaching those kids early that, number one, you have to earn a dollar and an honest dollar. I'll say that as well. And one honest dollar is worth a million uh, dollars doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Because you want to always feel good about yourself. You know, you don't have to look over your shoulder. Nobody's chasing you down. You know, Nobody, nobody's looking for you, you know. <laughs> and so, and that money doesn't grow on trees, um, you know, unless you plant seeds. And we'll get to that later in the interview. But the point of it is saying that I'm leading by example. I'm showing them I'm being fiscally, uh, fiscally responsible. I'm saving. We're, you know, hey, we're going to take that vacation, like you said, to Disney World. It may take a year to save it. So when you come, hey dad, I need a few bucks to go down to the baseball game. Hey, listen, man, I can give you five bucks, but hey, if I give you more, we're not. As long as it's longer it's going to take to go on that trip. Yeah. So it starts planting those seeds in their mind that hey, if I take my money and value it, I'm less likely to just throw it away. Just assuming that mom or dad's just got a, a unlimited piggy bank and they're just going to keep dishing out dollars, you know, every time I ask.
0: Yeah. One of the things that was really good with my dad about that experience about trying to save for Disney World is he actually sat me and my brothers there were two two others of us at the time, and he said, "Look, we need to plan out what it's going to cost us so it's going right. to it's x amount of miles to 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 orlando we 're going to have to drive there. This is how much it costs for per gallon and he actually broke it down for us, so we knew how much we had to earn for gas. We knew how much the hotel was going to cost. We yeah. knew how much the the tickets for Disney World cost. And I'll never forget, you know, when we finally got in that car and drove to Orlando. Man, I was so excited. But to actually hand over cash for my ticket that I earned, I tell you, man, that was really really empowering as a young kid, you know, 9, 10 years old, so.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, it we really underestimate the impact we make on children, um, and how we remember things. Um, you know, so just, you know, just just thinking back, um, you know, to the sacrifices that our parents made uh, that you don't realize you get a little older. Like, hey, man, this, this isn't easy, you know. And I called my mom one day, and I said, wow, you know, like my mother was 21 uh, when she had me. I have two younger siblings, but my brother is seven years younger than me. And then my sister, she's, like, 18 years younger than me, so she was, like, the last on the train, you know. But as a grown man, I called her one day. I said, "My, I, I understand. Like, I could imagine, you know, let's say when I turned 30 and saying, wow, you had, you know, two kids at 30 working a full-time job, you know, working overtime. She worked for um Department of Transportation in uh, New York City. So it's like, you like, got to gotta get up. Four or five in the morning to go to a whole other part of New York to go to some uh, survey to watch trucks. <laughs> How many trucks go over? Uh, uh, you know when they put the little lines down in the road. So those are things that you realize as a, as as you grow up, you appreciate those sacrifices. Same thing with my pops. You know, um, putting in that work all the all through your life. Um, you know when he passed, I, I found a book that he had right. And I mean, this guy, man. Trust me, you think I'm the new face of finance? He's the old face of finance. He had every like birthday card, every freaking time I just called asking for money, (laughs) you know, like everything documented and written down. And it was like it was planned. I even found little bank books, little envelopes that were written, "Hey, birthday, graduation, blah blah blah." So having that that Uh, thinking process to say, hey, I know these things are going to come up. So I'm going to do my best to organize my finances so when my kids call for such something, if they've earned it, if they're doing the right thing, I can have it for them and to know, hey, you can, you know, you want to build up your own thing, but you have a support system. And I think that's important for kids to know as well that yes, things might be tough, you know, we're not rich, but you have a support system. You don't have to go out here and do things that you really know you shouldn't do to feel like you have to make a quick buck. And, um, and especially today's world, social media, I think that's critical to show kids, Hey, you have a support system. We're here. I'm going to teach you how to, um, build something for tomorrow. I'm sacrificing so that, you know, you will have it a little easier. And especially when we're talking about things like I was saying about teaching them how to pay bills um, early so that they know, hey, you know, once they get a little older, they want a little, hey, I want to use the car. Well, you got to get a job. You got to have gas. You want a car, you want to pay the insurance on it. You know, these little, these responsibilities um, will ingrain those, those values into them early and it will, you know, none of us are perfect. We all went to college. We all got that first credit card and swiped it up as soon as it, but <laughs> you have that in the back of your mind. You know, almost like Jimmy Cricket and on your shoulders, hey, you know yeah. better than that. So as we make our mistakes, we learn from them and we bounce back faster because of those original seeds that were planted. That's that's
0: that's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, it, it's um having a dad that really instilled in us a sense of, you know what, you can earn the money. We may not have everything, but if you set a goal and you're willing to work for it, you're, you know – you can accomplish that goal. And, you know, we were always trying to figure out creative ways as a young kid to, you know, figure out a way to have some cash in the pocket. My brother, I mean, he blew everything on Pac-Man, but I always liked to just have cash, right? I'm like, I, I wanted yeah. cash. And um, so we were always very innovative. And I think, you know, nowadays we live in a time frame where it's a lot easier for the younger generation to create their own business to create their own money flow and you know it's like my my son i'm 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 watching him travel the world and i kept telling him i'm like you need to create a travel blog dude you've been all over the world you wow. know how many followers you could get by doing that and so wow. the, the there's so many different ways now to earn a living that if you just foster that interest in that environment within your kids, they may unleash something that you can't even see.
1: Right. And that's, that's very important. Um, that you were saying, you know, it's great that your son is getting to see the world and do things at a young age and experience it while he's young enough to then take those experiences and, you know, activate whatever he wants to do, whatever his dream is. And, um, I can relate to that in some aspect of, of, uh, I had a good friend of mine who, um, for anybody who may have heard of the N1 mixtape tour, which was like uh street ball. So it was kind of like, uh, I would say the Harlem Globetrotters, but mixed with like, you know, your, 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 um, New York city, uh, you know, park, playground basketball guys. So the guys that can do all the tricks and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they were able to go, they had a tour every year. And, I mean, these guys went all around the world. They had a TV show on ESPN called Street Ball, um, you know, and they were just known guys, you know, they in the culture of basketball. So um, one of the founders was a good friend of mine. His name is Wally Dixon, a.k.a. The Main Event. Shout out to The Main Event. And um, he allowed us to come on tour with him one year. And, I mean, it was three months, and we went all over, we went to 30 cities. And just to give you guys a little insight into my entrepreneurship, um, what I was able to do is network with a company. Um, They're called HMF Entertainment. They're out of Phoenix, Arizona. And these were some good guys, man. And we had access to the tour. They had a luxury uh, tour bus, like an RV that uh, they bought for their parents. Um, And so they were like, hey, they have artists. They were trying to get in the music business. We had a tour with big arenas and venues and stuff and access to these, to, to, to this, to this crowd. Um, And we made a deal and we, you know, we were able from that to, to connect and say, Hey, we got the tour, you got the bus, let's hook up together. We'll, you know, we'll exchange value. You know, we won't charge you X amount of dollars, you know, for access to the tour in exchange for the transportation. So we were able to get that locked in, then take that now knowing we we're going to actually have a way to get around, um, talk to local, you know, businesses and brands. Um, and uh, we're able to get about, I say, almost $20,000 worth of sponsorship um, for different things because these people had, let's say they had an energy drink. At that time, the energy drinks were really going. And we worked out a deal where, you know, they the tour had its main sponsors. But then you had, like, giveaways before the games. You had after parties in those cities after the games. And we kind of coordinated with the companies to say, hey, you can't be the official drink. You know, Mountain Dews cut the check, half a million dollars. <laughs> but you could be the after official after party drink and we'll promote your stuff. Or, you know, before the game out in the parking lot, you know, we can give away some product." So we were able to partner with some really great people. So that's just a lesson for anybody who's trying to do what they want to do. Um, you can make it happen. Um, and, and just to kind of give you some, some, some forward insight on that story, so we finished the whole tour. The person that I connected with um, to put that deal together is, a, is a, a great young lady. Her name is Jasmine Crow. She's the CEO and founder of a company called Gooder, G O ODR who specializes in, um, helping fight hunger. That's our nonprofit. And I mean, she's just a, a superstar now. Um, she has over a million dollars in funding for her nonprofit. She's been on CNN, MSNBC. She did a Ted talk last year. And, you know, I, I look up to her now because she was just starting out at the time that we started. And over the last, let's say 10 to 12 years, she's blossomed into somebody who's around the world literally doing what she likes to do. So never think that where you start is where you're going to finish and find creative ways to do what you want to do. Um you know and and like you said as far as the new generation with the access to information that these people have that generation the generation Z, Y, X, I can't even keep up with what generation <laughs> it is no more. But they have access to information at their fingertips that we, we had to actually go look stuff up, you know, we had to actually, you know, maybe even look in a phone book, you know, I'm not, I'm not super old, but I am old enough to remember the yellow pages where um, somebody nowadays like, what's that? Right. And so you have access to anything you want to do, how to do it through YouTube and other places. And you'll be able to start a business today. So that's part of what we do at Rethink Rich Academy as well. Um, We have an initiative that my wife is putting together called Black Girls Handle Business. And what it's going to focus on is, you know, getting young girls um, to realize they can be entrepreneurs. They can do their thing and build their dreams from an early age and show them examples of women in the business world that are really killing it and where they started at the same point. So giving them an example, showing them how to start a business and, um, you know, and all, of, and all of the things that entail into that. So we have a bunch of different programs um, that we're trying to even get into some other stuff as far as the vocational education. Um, things that are overlooked, trades, that some people who may have had run-ins with the law or something like that and they can't get the traditional route. You can get one of these trades and get a, li- a licensed. Like I tell people all the time, plumbers make six figures. Right. And I used to talk with my dad about this. Right. So he had a Cadillac. He was a Cadillac guy and he's got this brand new case. He's like, oh, I got my Cadillac. I went to the dealership. I paid two thousand dollars. Get my tires changed. Right. And I'm saying, pops, I said, I mean, you can go to, can't you go to Jiffy Lu Jiffy Lou? Hey, what are, you what are you talking about? Right. But I said to him, I said, now he has a Ph.D. I said, but dad, you got to get your car fixed. You got to go to the mechanic. He's the Ph.D when you pull that car in there, right? You don't know how to fix the transmission and all this stuff. So it's showing you that there's different types of intelligence. And I think as society and our educational um, space, we have undervalued um, what's quote unquote called blue collar because these jobs are very technical now. Everything is, all the cars are computerized. Um, But when you talk about things like plumbing, it's almost future proof. I don't care how long we go into the future, you know you'll still need plumbing right yeah and not only that if they when they finally get to mars they're going to need plumbing right it's one of the first things they're going to need so therefore um you know don't look down on these type of trades and also you have the 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 flexibility to start your own business so that's just an example of things that you know we can do and fixing your credit you know, looking at some real estate investments, um, starting small with uh, uh, stocks, um, maybe if it's just 50 bucks a month. Um, and also I just wanted to touch on one last point when we are talking about with the children, how do you set them up? You can get a custodial account for your children. I believe the, the starting ages might be 12, um, you know, and you can get a custodial account, start investing in their name, helping them build an account. So that about the time it's time to go to college, they already start with money, right? Um, you know, going after scholarships early, starting a 529 um, college savings account, a health savings account. These are some of the technical, we won't get too deep today, but if you want information, hit me at rethinkrichacademy.com. That's right. Well, and the thing about that is, especially like
0: that, and I hadn't thought about the custodial account, right? <laughs> that is a perfect opportunity for you to sit down and even if you don't have the knowledge as a, as a parent, you can sit down with the knowledgeable financial advisor and, and walk them through what's happening with that custodial account so that it's just not this imaginary bank of money on a tree waiting to be plucked, right? There's, there's strategy and, and reasoning behind what you're doing. And I think it's really critical that we as parents – involve our kids earlier in that education because we do a great job of saying go to college you know go go do this you know get educated but we don't do a good job I think of teaching them financial responsibility and how to set up a budget and how to you know invest in stocks or to start your own business I mean how many kids know how to actually go and start a business And, you know, I think that is really critical that we learn how to or we take the time or if we don't know how we put our kids with the right people that can mentor them, because I guarantee you, if I'm going to be mentoring my kids on stock investments, I'm talking to Jay here, right? The new face of finance. The new face of finance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I mean, just, you know, before we, go ahead. I'm sorry,
0: go ahead. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. You need to recognize your own weaknesses, to recognize your gaps, and be willing to put your kids in contact or education or whatever so that they can leverage their own personal interests and gifts because a lot of times we're telling them what to do, Instead of going what is what are your interests, what are your gifts, what are your talents? and I will support right. you as you try
1: to go and explore and build those. Right and, and that's a great point and I think that's that's really key um, to, to, to building a sound financial because it's not just about us, we're talking about generational wealth now and you know passing those things down um, whether it's property, whether it's knowledge and information, or you know, resources, you know, like you said, we, we, we may we may not have a lot today, but if we plan and build and plan, we can build it for tomorrow and I think that that um you know, I was talking to my wife about this, so what what you were really saying is talking about the American dream, right, and just you know just just really briefly, I'll kind of give you what my what my theory is um let's say I have my grandfather, right, God bless his soul. Was ninety four years old when he passed. So I've I've had like, I'm I just turned forty just last year. So I've had forty years of knowledge, right, from one of the wisest guys you know you ever you ever knew. This guy was in World War II and the Korean War, right? Comes from like the outskirts of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, you know, wasn't really greatly educated when he when he you know joined the army early. Wasn't even eighteen yet. Just got off the farm, and said I'm out, you know, and just went to the army. So he's old, oh, but he always read. He read a lot of newspapers. He, you know, kept himself informed. And what he would always tell us, he would say, uh, he would sing this old country song. He said, What you gonna do when the well runs dry? Right? So that whole concept of, and I'm saying, like, what is the, what is he talking about? Right? But <laughs> I was a kid. But as you get older, you're like, Wait a minute, I get what he's saying. Yeah. What are you gonna do when the well runs dry? Right, so you say the next line we like I'm gonna sit there and cry my eyes like because we, we think it's always going to be available it's always going to be there so to the point on the American dream is for for though for that generation right going from let's say being from you know the south or you know being on a little piece of land or a tin roof house right where they used to tell me you could lift up the floor and get a chicken out of the floor and pluck it and eat it <laughs> or that He would make like 50 cents a week. And I'm like, Grandpa, you're lying. Like, how how did you live on 50 cents? Like, stuff was cheap back then, right? So for them, going to the military, you know, getting that um, that status in society, hey, I'm a veteran, I'm a soldier, right? And then coming home from that and getting the GI Bill, right? And using that to either get a home or go to college um, and set your family up. So for them, that's the American dream, right? Then you go into more like um, the post civil rights era. You know, you get into let's say a more of a uh, affirmative action, and just you know across all ethnicities, just opportunities opening up, right? So businesses opening up more, women are getting jobs, more minorities are getting jobs. You know, um, even people from the rural areas—they're getting, you know, farmers are getting funding and things like that, and all types of people. And so they're getting that opportunity to get into big business because now we're, post, um, we're post-World post War II, right? We're in that manufacturing phase. Everybody's, uh, people work at the plant. So now back to my grandfather, he worked for Monsanto, right? Don't, you know, all your advocates, don't, don't hit my inbox, right? This is when my, Monsanto, you know, <laughs> before they took over the GMO stuff, but we're just, you know, and, um, you know, he worked at the plant for like 30 years, right? So that was then the American dream. Hey, I'm in the union. You know, I work at, I got a 30 year job. I'm going to retire with a pension. They gave him this gold watch, you know, and you know, he's the man, right? And so he's been able to provide for his kids and now send them to college. Wow. You get to go to college. You know, I didn't even barely know how to read when I was, you know, coming off the farm. So that was that American dream. And now we're in this new information age and business has evolved to where we're global now. Information is global. So, for our generation, I believe the American dream is owning your own business, which it probably was since back then. If you look at the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and all these people that got super rich, but they knew the principle of starting their own business. But now I think the everyday person has access to starting their own business with really low or no setup cost and having that financial independence where, yeah, I might be in my nine to five. But what's, what am I doing from 5 to 9? And I always say that. That's yeah. why I started Late Night Boss Talk, because it's for the people who are up at night, after hours. You know, they can't sleep. And then, how am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? How am I going to pay these bills? What is going I don't. I can't work here for 30 years. I, you know, my life is passing me by, right? We've all had those nights. So, opening up the platform to say, hey, hey, if you want to be a boss, hear people like, you know, Jody, who's run his own software company. Here are people like a Sean Hart, who's a great mentor of both of ours. You know, he's doing his thing, speaking and sharing his experiences around the world. And these are opportunities that really may not cost much to get started. But if you put in the work, you can get there. And if you have your own business and you invest, right? Invest, reinvest, repeat. You can then build enough and save enough while you have an an income stream coming in to then take it to the next level and say, hey, I can, you know, retire a little early. I can build a business where I can get out of this rat race and I can have my own financial freedom. And, um, you know, just just getting that first taste of, of, of having some abundance. Um, you know, like myself, I make six figures. I was able to get my home paid off. That opened up some doors for me, right? And so I want to share that knowledge and that information. But I'm still striving. I'm trying to get to the seven figures. I'm trying to get to the eight figures, but what can we do to help? If I feel like if I can be a help or a vehicle to, to 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 open this knowledge up for everybody, the better it will be. And you know, now you've been starting to have a little money left over, like you can pay your bill. Like I think about it, for my parents to, you're barely making ends meet. To going to college yourself, grad school. Hey, I'm broke, man. I don't have, I don't have anybody. <laughs> yeah. So now you get your first little taste of having some money. And you're saying, wow, after the bills are paid, I got a little left over. Let me see what I can do with this um, and build that into something great. So, you know, in closing, that's what I wanted to say. And I wanted to offer your listeners and all your viewers a special, special deal. Since I know my man Jody with Father's Fire and the fam, you guys are are great people. You're doing great work. So we're offering at Rethink Rich Academy free resources, um, you know, and all you have to do is go to rethinkrichacademy.com/courses. When you go, or just when you go to the main website, go to the menu, click on courses. I have three ebooks up there for free. Um, it's the financial, uh, it's the roadblocks the riches. Is going to be a worksheet that you're going to fill out and give. It gives yourself. Um, an outline of what's stopping you and blocking you from getting to your financial goal. You're going to get um, the ebook from piggy banks to portfolios, where it talks about all the elements you need to put inside your portfolio, um, even before you start investing, just knowing what the ingredients look like, right? And then you're going to get the do's and don'ts of dividends, and that's built to let you know um, which which types of investments may be best for you and when not to buy as well. So those three gifts are from us to you. They're totally free. You can go right to the site, download those PDFs. And I'm going to throw in an extra bonus because Jody is my main man. And <laughs> I'm going to anybody who, um, you can hit me uh, on the website or hit the Facebook page, Rethink Rich Academy, right? Or Rethinking Rich. It's, the book is going to be called Rethinking Rich. But Rethink Rich Academy, just pop it in Facebook, it'll pop up. And if you hit, if you join the Facebook group or like the page and send me a private message, um, I'll I'll go ahead and throw in 30 days free training and uh, you know uh, get you set up with a free financial game plan and we get you on the road to the riches. So that's my gift to you guys. No special promo code. Just go to the website, Rethink Rethink Rich Academy dot com slash courses download the ebooks hit me on social media hit me on the website send me a message and hey while you're at it get some of the merch bags over bills <laughs> bags over bills we said i gotta promote the merch baby <laughs> bags over bills that's how we're able to keep this train rolling here so we can bring you quality financial education on the new face of finance. That's it. Now back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys can see why I
0: love this guy. He is a wealth of knowledge. And we live in a time where financial literacy is so important for you as a dad and as a parent, and being able to not only have the knowledge for yourself, but also to be able to share it with your kids because. Your kids are thinking a lot bigger and a lot different than you were 20 years ago because the opportunities have changed. So it's our opportunity as our dad, as their dad, to be the shoulders that they now get to stand up to go even higher, like like Jay was talking about, you know, thinking about generational wealth, just not wealth today. And a lot of that generational wealth is not just money, it's about you being invested with your kids, being invested in in their lives and helping them facilitate their dreams and and going after them. (laughs) And I just appreciate that you took the time to meet with me. Obviously, you and I could keep going and I have so many stories about when I was a little kid trying to figure out ways to earn money, the game's changed. I mean, it's, right. it's evolved. And so we need to educate ourselves. We need to take the time to educate our kids so that they can be, you know, self-sufficient. And not just self-sufficient, that they can explode their dreams and their opportunities and to be a blessing to other people
1: because of their gifts. So, well, yeah, great, well yeah, I, thank you, my brother. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, if Anybody wants to reach me, like I said. Now, what we're doing with the late night boss talk? Hit me on Instagram at at late night boss talk. If you're a boss, right? And Jody approves you. Tell him Jody. If they, you don't say Jody sent you, I don't know you, right? <laughs> but if Jody says he sent you, and you and you're a fi- father's fire certified approved, we're gonna promote your business. You can send me a sixty second uh, video, and um, you know at late night boss talk on Instagram. And I'll get in contact with you and or Jody uh, get it to Jody, he'll get it to me, and we'll promote your business, man. 100 percent free. That's my gift to, to the people. And you know, hey, if you want to get some merch, bags over pills, get <laughs> the be get a t-shirt, get something, get a mug, do something, man. I'm trying that's to make right. it out here. But no, thank you. Thank um to everybody that's listening and watching. And this guy, Jody, is a great guy. I'm telling you right now, he's one of the top uh, influencers. He's building his career. He's building his brand. He has his other uh, ventures with Zenware. Support that. I'm telling you, this guy's a good brother, man. And you want to promote uh, people who do good in the community. So this That's is a guy right. to promote. I'm out. I'm, I'm all sold out now. I sold <laughs> I got. Well, I'm done. Well, thank you, my
0: brother. Well, this has been the Boss Talk edition of Father's Fire. Father. Make sure to check out my boy. RethinkingRidgeAcademy.com check him out on Facebook on Instagram make sure you get connected make sure you tell him that I sent you and I'm telling you he can set you and your kids up for success financially and being able to educate them and giving them real power in their lives so thank you guys for joining me we will check you same time same bat channel right here on Father's Fire have a great day see ya Peace! Peace!